The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, November 24th, if you're listening to this. And we are recapping Monday Night Football on the prior day. Joining me to do so, to talk about the Los Angeles Rams taking down Tommy Brady, who's now 0-3 in primetime, 1-6 in his last seven primetime games, I believe. Uh, Rams win 27-24. Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? Well, I don't want to start off here by fact-checking you right off the bat, but he has won a primetime game this year. One and two. He beat the Giants. 0-3 against the spread. Oh, oh, 0-3 against the spread. Okay. No, no, he's lost his last he's lost his last three now, then. Maybe he was he coming in, he was 0-3 against the spread and one and two straight up. Because he beat the Giants, lost to the Saints, lost to the Buccaneers, or lost to the Bears, right? And you know what, Brenton? We nailed it tonight. Let's just let's just take our victory lap on Wilson right now. A hot oh. bye, Wilson. Wrong one. Yeah. The wrong oh. Although you know what the Buccaneers looked like at times. A hot mess inside a dumpster <laughs> fire inside a train wreck. <laughs> Shout out, Jake Tapper. Um, so Tampa Bay, I got like you and I both said the Rams would win this game outright, and frankly. The way that this game played out, Breach, it shouldn't have been this close. They didn't should have needed a last-second field goal from super conservative Sean McVay and his untrustworthy kicker to win this game. They had 413 yards to the Buccaneers' 251. They ran 71 plays to the Buccaneers' 67. When those, when those numbers, the second numbers are close and the first numbers are far apart, it means they obliterated them. 5.8 yards per play to 3.7. That is an obscene difference in a box score. The Buccaneers rushed for, no, neither of these teams rushed very well, but Tom Brady had 216 passing yards on 26 of 48 passing. Two touchdowns, two god awful picks down the field. Jared Goff had two picks as well, also terrible. But he had 376 passing yards, three touchdowns, and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods became the first Rams wide receivers ever, which is impressive considering my buddy Torrey Holt and uh, Isaac Bruce were once on the Rams together at the same time. The first wide receivers ever for the Rams. 
This is my Tory Holt impression because his fingers are so crazy. His fingers are crazy. To have 10 catches each in a single game, I believe. Uh, Cup, 11 catches on 13 targets, 145 yards. Woods, 12 catches on 15 targets, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Breach, uh, were you nervous through the game that the Rams weren't going to win despite, frankly, dominating this matchup? Uh, I was not. As soon as they went up 17 to four, I was just thinking if they can get a lead right before halftime, the two minute drill was when I was sold that this game was over because Goff took over with a minute left at his own 19 yard line. This is Jared Goff. Jared Goff is like our new Derek Carr. We feel about him how we used to feel about Derek Carr like two years ago where he can't win a big game. He, he always struggles. We don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. Uh, and if I think you Carson Wentz me, is the new David Carr, but go ahead. Okay, Carson Wentz, that's fine, too. But Jared Goff, if you would have told me the Rams are only going to rush for 37 yards and that Jared Goff was basically going to have to single-handedly beat the Buccaneers' defense, I would have thought there was no way that Los Angeles was winning this game. I thought Jared Goff had possibly his best game of the season. I know he did throw those two interceptions. One was just a bat on a screen where he couldn't see the that's Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, you can't throw it. You can't throw it. You don't throw picks on screens. But otherwise, I mean, he was so accurate. He made some throws tonight that I didn't even threw, think Jared Goff was capable of making. He threw a pick on a screen to a guy with eight fingers. You got to point that out. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the reality of it. It's, it's it was a great bad. catch. And and the other pick came at a really really bad time. The that was a tough. That was I don't. That was a good play. That was a good play, and I don't know how much that is on the receiver for not running in front of the safety that's, who he threw the ball right to. That's, that's fine, but the Rams have just gotten the ball back up seven. They're up uh, 24 to 17, and they're trying to melt some clock. I think it was like eight minutes left, maybe. Trying to melt yeah. some clock. They golfs fumbles the first snap, falls on it. Then they get a delay of game on second down, and then he immediately throws an interception trying to push the ball down the field. I, I not thought, a great series. Not a great series for him. And and that set the Bucks up to tie it. Uh, I I think that Sean McVay deserves alternately a ton of credit and a pretty decent amount of criticism because one he schemed up so much stuff in this game to just obliterate the Buccaneers zone coverage. And I mean, these dudes were running wide open. He gave Jared Goff easy first looks early on in the game to get him comfortable, to get him in a rhythm. And Goff made the throws he needed to. They got the ball out quick. And then once Goff, this is how Goff works. Once you get him in a rhythm and get him comfortable and get him where he doesn't feel like there's going to be a ton of pressure, he'll start to sort of get like settle down and, you know, read through his progressions and make the throws. And he was doing it almost all night until the very end. Having said that, Sean McVay, I can't handle you being this conservative, bro. Like, this is awful. He played for a field goal late. Oh, I hate it. Why can't he be aggressive? He'd be perfect. What was your biggest complaint? Just that one? Just just the last series where it was 24-24 and they're going for a field goal, even though their defense held the Buccaneers at 12 yards in the third quarter? Well, I would say that a bigger complaint is that he declined a illegal forward pass and gave Bruce Arians a fourth and two near midfield. And they said, Bruce Arians, who apparently no longer likes biscuits, punted the ball. I would be interested to hear McVay answer why he declined that penalty, because I have to think he thought the ball would go back to where Brady caught it. Because why would the second pass, which is naturally illegal, get credited? You know, like the only catch that should matter is the first one, which is the only one that's legal. So I don't know why you would decline the penalty and think that 
the, the second pass eight yards downfield would be the one that counts. That was that was so bizarre. That, and well, why did Brady even throw it? Brady's been playing for 20 years. He knows you can't throw oh, a pass twice. Like, that was he, insane. Brady threw it out of frustration knowing full well that the, it would be penalized and the McVeigh and no under in no planet anywhere would, would decline the penalty. But the reason it, it went where it was because the, that's just like holding. If you hold and the guy runs for a touchdown, you decline it. It's a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, you, so you, Brady could have thrown the ball to Mike Evans. Mike Evans could have thrown the ball to Antonio Brown 40 yards down the field. If they declined it, it's down to the two. So that's why it was where it was because no one ever declines a penalty like that either. You don't decline a, a holding call that ends up in a touchdown. Um, okay, so uh, on that play, let's just dive into that real quick since we're talking about it. That should probably be a loss of down situation. No, I mean, when they're making the rule, it's like when you wrote the Constitution, There's you didn't think all this crazy stuff was going to happen. <laughs> like, no one's ever, not who wouldn't decline a penalty that goes uh, two passes that get you close to a first down? But I, well, so, that's but the I'm thing just, there, Brinson, because what you're saying is if you're Brady, throwing it makes sense because if your guy catches it, you're ahead. But if they accept the penalty, you get third down again to try to convert instead of going to fourth down. So right. either way, it works out good for you. But so if he'd thrown an interception, they decline it, it's it's picked. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's just crazy. You don't see it. It was like, I don't, do you guys remember when Phil Mickelson? And then, well, wait, Bruce Arians has to challenge the play to make sure that's the rule. If it's an interception, and they decline it. Do you remember what when Phil it? Mickelson hit a putt and he hit it so badly that it was like running away from, I, think, I can't remember if it was a major or what it was. He sprints down the hill and like turns around, and like knocks it back up the hill. And everybody's like, well, you can't do that. He's like, I, I know I can't do it. I was just Why not? Yeah, exactly. It reminded point. me, it reminded me so much of that. Um, but the thing is the Phil Mickelson said to himself, this is over. And maybe Tom Brady was sort of saying to himself. And I said this before we started the podcast, he does not look good. He looks like a 43 year old trying to play pickup basketball with a bunch of. Well, uh, hold, before we get to, before you get to Brady, just very quickly, I just want to point out that um, our, our pals at edge sports who own uh, or run football outsiders and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, where was it? Let's see. I'm trying to find it. We were tweeting about this. So Bruce Arians not punting on fourth and two at midfield cost the Buccaneers 5% uh, of game winning probability as a result of that before the snap. Uh, and then <laughs> he's like, and then they point out, we were going back and forth about this. They're like, if McVeigh knew Arians would punt on fourth and two, declining the penalty was the correct call. But if McVeigh... But if Arians went for it, then accepting the penalty um, would have decreased the Bucks' win, win probability by 3%. So in other words, I think you're right, Breach. I, I bet if we asked McVay, he would say, I thought the ball, I thought if I declined the penalty, the ball's back at its fourth down and 10. Right. There's no reason he would think that the second pass, which is the illegal one, would be the one that counts if he declined. You would think the pass to Brady is the one that counts. They lose nine yards. It's fourth and 19 or it's third and 19. If you accept the penalty, whatever it you don't see. You're the just not thinking that it's gain. fourth and two. But Ryan's right. I mean, you're declining the illegal forward pass. It's 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 wild. Right, anyway, which was the second pass. That was That's Tom Brady's uh, PPR contribution. He got what well, he caught one pass. Um, what'd you I, say? You got minus, what'd you say in the tweet? You got minus nine yards for what? Uh, he what well, was bad and he caught it. So he was given a negative nine yard reception. That's awesome. That's yeah. the most Tom Brady thing ever. And then I I think technically he got two completions. No, the, the decline penalty canceled his catch. <laughs> so that didn't happen according to the play, like the scorebook. 
Oh, they it, took it out. They took it out. Okay, and, okay. Well, that's what the penalty did because because you can only count one forward pass. So the scorekeepers had to eliminate one of them, and the Brady catch for negative nine yards got taken out, and the Evans catch for eight yards is in the scorebook. Oh, so in other words, my Mike Evans under prop of four and a half catches lost because of that. That's awesome. Because he had five yes. catches. That, that is, sucks. Yes. Oh, That's awesome. That sucks. Are you kidding me? Like, so, Imagine somebody losing in a PPR league because – Evans got this catcher. They thought they had this point with Brady, and all of a sudden that you know, like that's way worse. I lost a, way worse. I lost a prop bet because I, I know he just told you what he lost. Like, hey, what if someone else lost? No, I, he lost like, no, he, I, already, he I lost money. I like so hypothetical. <laughs> screw your fantasy <laughs> matchup. I lost actual money. So as Breach explains it, so if Tom Brady bats the ball's batted, he catches it, throws it to Antonio Brown, then Antonio Brown throws to Mike Evans for a touchdown. Antonio Brown doesn't get credit for his pass as well because it's, it was declined. So neither Brady nor it's just the last pass that. That's thrown. Okay. That counts. So you can throw it as four. But so, I, I think Breach may be right that it's like ultimately up to the scorekeeper. The like they're huddling up. The, if you decline it, you can't keep the first pass because the second pass is what you what the penalty was. Because the first and, pass is so the first legal. pass is like a fumble recovered or something or a, a lateral. I don't know how they handle it, but the reason that if you decline it, the ball stays where it is. So that's why it's okay. the last the last completion, quote unquote, legal or otherwise. Yeah, because in here they took out in the in the full playbook they took out. It may be like it doesn't exist. I don't know. I think it just doesn't exist. Because as Breach notes, you can only have one four pass per down. Uh, that's legal. Weird. But yeah, I think Tom Brady threw it out of frustration. I don't think he cared. Because if you watch the way he threw, he caught it and he didn't. He wasn't. He threw the ball like he was um, Josh Allen year one. It sort of wobbled. Yeah, like he just caught it and threw it like a two year old. I mean, the weird thing about that theory, and I'm not saying it's not plausible because it's either he didn't know the rule, which he's been in the NFL for 20 years. So that's hard to believe. Well, well, he, well threw, he didn't know there were four downs. So that, he, that is true. But or he threw it out of frustration, like you're saying. But if you threw it out of frustration, what if that ball gets intercepted? There are three guys around it. You know, imagine Tom Brady getting picked off and costing his team the game because he got so frustrated. He threw a ball for the second time. I mean, like, this is so bizarre. It's it's impossible to believe. Can you imagine him doing this in New England? Belichick would cut him the next day. I say, you know, my, my saying, of course, is... Uh, oh, here it is. But, Hold on. Sorry. They, they, they wrote in here the explanation. All right. You thought I was just interrupting you. <laughs> you, you were. Go ahead. But Tom Brady passed short middle to 12. Tom Brady to <laughs> Tampa Bay 25 for negative nine yards. Tom is. Brady passed short middle to Mike Evans to Tampa Bay 42 for eight yards. Penalty on Tom Brady, illegal forward pass declined. Statistically, no completion for first pass as a result of the decline penalty. So you're right, Ryan. Yeah, Breach, that's what Breach said. Or yeah. what Breach so, said, yeah, sorry. Yep. Um, okay, so that was the wildest moment in the game. By but the as way, Ryan points been, out, it begs the question, does Tom Brady suck? We'll tell you after the break. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, so Tom Brady was terrible, Ryan. And I think you you were bringing it up, and we sort of hung out on that, that play for a hot minute because it was a wild play. But it warrants asking the question, 26 of 48 for 216 yards, two touchdowns and two picks. He has... I know he's missing Ali Marpat, and that's a problem. But he's got to eh, get out of here. I'm Carson just saying, I, like a word. But he's otherwise he has a decent offensive line. He has two talented running backs: Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Fournette had a bunch of drops. That's fine. <laughs> Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, and Rob Gronkowski. Like he has, there's no, there's no excuse for. It's not like you, the playmakers around him this year are four billion percent better than what he's had the last three years in New England. Correct. And it has to be concerning, I think, that his – we talked about those primetime games. They took care of the Giants, barely. But the Giants have been like a little frisky on defense. I They're mean, the better. Saints annihilated him. The Saints look good on defense now. The Bears are a good defense. The Rams are a good defense. Can Tom Brady beat a good defense? So this is what I was thinking about. We know he's 43 and old and all that. But uh, a lot of the – not a lot. Some of the talk in the, when you talk about college quarterbacks – uh, coming out this year is that we know about Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields, and, and there's the kid Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. He's not playing this year. And Zach Wilson from BYU, who's athletic. Kyle Trask at Florida is not athletic. Mac Jones, Alabama, is not athletic. They're traditional pocket passers having great years. Uh, Kyle Trask is in the Heisman tr uh, Trophy conversation. Um, both guys are going to get drafted. Mac Jones might even be a first-round pick. I think one of the things holding back Mac Jones and Kyle Trask is that they are not mobile. And in today's NFL, pocket passers – it's it's hard to be successful as a pocket passer. Drew Brees throws the ball in 0.3 seconds. Ben Roethlisberger throws the ball in 0.3 seconds. Um, we know Lamar Jackson's had a lot of success. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a lot of success. Um, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Tua was drafted because he's supposed to be mobile, although... Jer Ryan Jared Goff got the ball out almost at two, Jared three Goff or less run, all night. Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually, you know, he's a pretty mobile quarterback. But what we saw with, with Tom Brady is that he, if it's not there, he panics. And in one of the drops to Leonard Fournette, he panicked and he tried to swing it out quickly and it sort of, Fournette should have caught it, but it, it was, wasn't was a great throw. We saw it in the end zone where he got hit on what looked like a fumble. It was called a, an incompletion with Tom Brady. And when he gets hurried, it just doesn't work. And I don't know if it's a function of, of defensive uh, fronts being more athletic or if it's just the way the game's going now, but he looks spent to me. Like he is, Derek Carr is playing better than he is. 
Jared Goff's playing better than he is. It's funny. We were talking about Derek Carr last night. We got a couple of tweets today. People thought we were, we'd been taken over by aliens because we're all in, on, <laughs> on the Derek Carr bandwagon. But PFF tweeted this out after the Monday night game. Tom Brady throws 15-plus yards downfield. One of nine, 18 yards, two picks. And the whole conversation with Ben Roethlisberger for the first month and a half of the season was that he can't throw the ball downfield. <laughs> but, but he gets the ball out quickly. And Brady does too, but he, he ain't getting it out quick enough and he seems like he's not getting out accurately enough for his players to, to make plays. So I'm concerned about this team. Like I, I'm not crazy about this team. And right now the saints are number one. I think the Packers and the NFC are number two. The Rams are number two. I mean, in terms of what, how I rank them, like oh, if, oh, if, your personal yeah. rankings, not the right. actual playoff standings. Yeah. Teams that I, I would this like is to the be- wins over Wilson rankings, right? You, you okay. have the saints one and the Rams two. No, no, that's the, the actual uh, NFC playoff rankings. But in, t- in terms of teams facing the Buccaneers in the playoffs, I'm taking the Saints to beat them. I'm taking the Packers to beat them. I'm taking the Seahawks to beat them. And, and Rams in a rematch, it, it would be close. And you know what would be the funniest thing in the history of the entire world? Is if the <laughs> Buccaneers get the five seed and they go on the road to an NFC East team, whether it's Philadelphia or Dallas or the Giants, Vincent saying they're frisky and Tom Brady loses in the wild card round to a five and 11 NFC East team. I mean, if that happens, it's not far fetched. They almost lost to the giants already. Look, the th- th- if that happens, that- put your feet up, baby. Cause we got podcast material for nine months. Like ain't gonna, ain't gonna <laughs> be sweating the, the off season. The last 20 years, that's been the Patriots MO playing that crappy division, have some cream, cream puff in the first round and then just roll their way to the Super Bowl. And it would be some, somewhat ironic if they had to go to Philly or New York or wherever and get blown, blown out by a team uh, that's not very good. So the Buccaneers have scored 23 points against the Saints, 31 against the Panthers, 28 against the Broncos, 38 against the Chargers, 19 against the Bears, 38 against the Packers, 45 against the Raiders, 25 against the Giants, 3 against the Panthers, 46 against excuse me, three against the Saints, 46 against the Panthers, and now 24. I was going to say, they scored three against the Panthers? What was that? Yeah, that was Matt Patricia. Uh, Wrong. Uh, (laughs) He didn't even get that high. And then 24 against the Rams. I mean, anecdotally, you don't have to be locked in. Like, you don't have to be locked into the the defensive rankings to figure out what's going on here. They are struggling against good defenses with good pass rush because these teams can get home with four guys and – like this is this is what was very surprising about uh, Monday night. I was worried in taking the Rams and betting on the Rams and taking you know, the plus four and a half that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians would devise a quick hitting scheme with Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and, and and they don't do that. They want they Bruce wants Bruce Arians wants to run his offense to a degree and have some All, always he's always throwing the ball deep and he's getting your quarterback. I mean, ask Tom Brady isn't can't throw. I, I think he can throw deep. Can Roethlisberger he? can throw deep, but I mean, you don't want him doing it. Right. That's you, you, Well, Tom Brady can throw deep, but you need shot plays. This isn't 2015 Carson Palmer Andy. where you're just firing like all, all the time. Or Andrew well, Luck you know, in one 2013. Thing real quick about Brady throwing deep is, you know how we were talking about how 
Aaron Rodgers body language when they start to get blown out and you're just like, yeah. he's, he has mailed it in this game's over. Put all your money against the Packers on the live betting with Brady. He just starts chucking it deep yes. and you're like, all right, well, they're not coming back because he's missing those passes by five yards. As you guys already mentioned, he was one and nine in this game. And every time you wound up throwing deep, you're just like, all right, well, that's either going over someone's head or it's getting picked off. And if you're the Rams, you don't even have to worry about that. And one thing you went through all the scores there, Brinson, and there could be something to this is that, the Buccaneers have been so horrible at night that look, Tom are you, Brady. They said are you on, going with the Tom is old and goes to sleep early thing? They said on the telecast he goes to bed at nine fifteen at night. You're playing a game at three hours past your bedtime, and I, I would say it's crazy if this was only one game. But now we're talking about four games. They're one and three, and the one game they won, they probably should have lost. They could be zero and four, and so you know, like. Uh, one time hey, is a coincidence. Three is a trend or whatever. You know, the what saying is, is, you know what six is? How many Super Bowl wins they have when the game ended after 1030 p.m.? I mean, get out of here with that. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't know if I buy all that. Although no, you do have two weeks to complete. He's 43 now. He's, he's aging in dog years. But they won one two, two years ago, right? Yes. Yeah, he's 41 and 43. Against, yeah, against, against the Rams. He beat the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> uh, also, but and, no, and I, Bell Belichick it, designed a defense that shut Bell, down McVay. Bell Brady Belichick didn't did. do anything. He threw one good pass to Rob Gronkowski in that game. Okay, that's not entirely false. I will also say that if you have two <laughs> weeks to completely adjust your sleeping schedule, knowing what time the game is, maybe yeah, that's yeah. easier. I, I don't I don't buy that. And I they think tried to. Bruce Arians had the later practices. And on the telecast again, Brady said that he was upset about the later practices because it was impeding his bedtime. Like, this <laughs> It's not a joke. This is this is for real. <laughs> you should write about this tomorrow. I mean, your quarterback, it's literally complaining to ESPN, ESPN broadcasters that you have to practice at night because it's messing with his bedtime. It's insane. I don't, but I don't think that's like, like, it's not like a, I'm, I'm so tired. I got to go to bed. I think he's like just obsessed with like body rhythmic stuff and, like and routine. Yeah. Right. 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 right, right. Uh, what's that stuff he eats? That's good for him. Kale, Avocado ice cream. Yeah. Basil lentil tacos. Uh, by the way, he was 0 of 6 on throws 20 yards or more down the field, according to next-gen stats. 0 of 6, two interceptions. And I think you're right, Breach. I, I always point my pen at you You can watch, if you're watching this on YouTube. I mean, like, you could tell that he was, like, that's what he does. When he's getting pressured early and he's not comfortable back there, he starts to wing it deep. And you're right. That's when you hit the live bet button on on whoever the, the Buccaneers or, I guess, at the time, the Patriots are playing. You know, th That's what he did against the Dolphins late last year that's what he did against the titans in that playoff game when you when he just it's bad he doesn't start pouting it's just bad body language on these throws down the field i mean his two picks were unbelievably awful and there's a uh a great stat ian o'connor i saw sent it out i'm trying to find it so uh who fuller was it fuller who had the two picks at brady correct jordan fuller guess when he was drafted that's what that was the stat i was going with 199th overall in 2020. What? Yeah. That is the weirdest coincidence. That's a fun fact. And obviously Tom Brady drafted 199th in 2000. So 20 years 20 later. 20 years apart. So let, let me let me read these list of names for you. Heading into this game, according to our buddies, Football Outsiders, here's how the uh, quarterbacks ranked in terms of value per play. And tell me if you would take Tom Brady or take this player. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. We all know the answer to that. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, the Titans picked Ryan Tannehill. I'm going to trust them. <laughs> Brinson? Uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady? Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's right. Drew Brees, I think no one's arguing with that. Deshaun Watson. Uh, no, uh, eh. You think Brees definitely or Brady definitely? Brees. 
So Breach, if Sean Payton is the is the coach, Brady, Brady and Breeze is a toss up. I, I I would still take Brady, but I don't I don't know. Deshaun Watson, no quite no arguments. You're taking Deshaun Watson, hundred percent. Okay, Derek Carr starting to get interesting here. Derek Carr. Same I'm taking breach? 2020 Derek Carr over 2020 Tom Brady. All right, Justin Herbert. Herbert's oh been goodness. better. I'm taking Herbert. No, I'm not even thinking about it. How many how many touchdowns did the Buccaneers win by tonight with Herbert? Oh my gosh. I mean, he's not taking sacks. He's not throwing, making those crazy throws. And that's the whole idea. He can. He's, it's 44 to 41. That's probably the final score. In this Mahomes, Rodgers, Tannehill, Watson, Carr, Herbert. Those guys can all move in the pocket. Uh, all right. Uh, Jared Allen. Josh Allen. Why do I keep calling Jared Allen? Josh Allen. Um, I mean, Josh Allen with this offense and Bruce Arians? Probably Josh Allen. I think so. Just the, the physicality helps there. Matt Ryan. They're basically mm. the same person at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's was disrespecting Tom Brady enough right now. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben's been better. I think I would take Ben because he gets and not, but not in Bruce Aaron's system because he would right. get killed. Right. He would get killed just like Tom Brady. Well, well, I mean, maybe this begs the question: Did Tom Brady make a mistake? Maybe oh, Tampa. Yeah. Like, would he be better served having gone to Indianapolis? I don't know if he was in that conversation at any point, but I feel like indoors, better offensive line, not as good at playmakers, as good as probably better defense. Frank Reich uh-huh. is actively attempting not to get Philip Rivers killed, which is smart. Yeah, the, and the Colts would have been the best landing spot for Brady. Like yes. looking at what we know now, or the Titans, or, or what about the Raiders? I mean, yeah, we didn't I know, know if that team would be much better. Uh, it's a well, lateral move: twenty twenty Derek Carr to twenty twenty Tom Brady. Right, but we didn't know Derek Carr well, what he was going to do in twenty twenty. Oh, right. I'm saying what we know now. This is where Brady should have. But gone. just before the season, because John Gruden clearly knows how to work magic. And by the way, my uh, my prediction that Marcus Mariota was going to take the Raiders to the playoffs, I was wrong about that. They're going to the playoffs. Marcus Mar- <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Marcus Mariota. I was waiting for Brinson to unearth that one. <laughs> I know. I meant to mention it last night on, on HQ because everywhere Marcus Mariota goes, the other quarterback has a, an all-star season. That's what you need to do. Um. So, yeah, Tom, uh, Brady, Tom Brady's not playing well. He's not playing I, well in big spots. He's not playing well against good defenses. And that's going to be a problem. It. Because defenses, these defenses are getting better as the season goes along, and I mean, the Saints. Let me put. Let me push on this last name, Daniel Jones. That's not fair. You're taking Tom Brady. Okay, I just want. We had to get one. I would think about Daniel Jones, but I take Tom Brady. One vote for Tom Brady. There. Okay, there we go. So the Rams won the game. We did it again. Yeah, we can talk about him though. I mean, we. I'm just. I'm saying. I'm going to say one more thing on Tampa Bay real quick. You know, they play the Chiefs next week. I think we probably all three think they're going to lose that game, maybe. I don't know. Let's say they do lose. The Chiefs will be favored five. by five now, I think. They're, they're going to be seven and five, Tampa. but then they have this late bye. It's like the NFL gifted 43-year-old Tom Brady the late bye, and then they close with the Vikings, Falcons, Lions, and Falcons. Like, they're getting to 10 wins. Yeah. I have to think they're getting in the playoffs. Well, no, they're, they're probably – the the joke out there is that they're tr- like Tom's tanking for the fifth seed. He knows he can't catch the Saints, so he's taking it for the fifth seed so he can get the NFC East. That's the thing. I mean, they're going to the playoffs. There's no doubt about yeah. that. But the thing is, if they're not the fifth seed, they're going to be one and done the way they're playing right now. And that's, that's – What if they play the Packers? I just told you my list. Saints, Packers, Seahawks. I would all take over the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Ooh, I don't know about Even those. Even though the no. Buccaneers beat – the well, Packers 38 to 10. They so, beat them 38 to 10 because as you pointed out earlier, Aaron Rodgers gave up midway through the second quarter. Well, I, I think first of all, you're you're disrespecting the Rams. I think the Rams are the second best team, if not the first best team in the NFC. Well, you can make wins over Brinson, wins over Wilson. That was my list. 
And as Breach pointed out, they are the Rams are number two in the NFC playoff. Wait, so race you right. have Gary, give me your order how you would personally take the NFC right now. Uh Saints number one, uh Packers number two, Seahawks, and then then Rams. I'm stopping there. So Rams four, then Buccaneers five. Yeah. And okay. then and then uh, Cardinals and I don't even want to include an NFC East team. Okay. Um Breach, do you want to give your list or is it similar? Uh, I'll say that if the Rams didn't lose on that fluky pass interference call to the Bills, uh, you know, earlier in the season, all of a sudden they're eight and two and they are tied for the one seed with New Orleans. So I think, and by the way, my list breach is in terms of how far I think these teams can go, not just based on record or whatever. I think based on if somebody put a gun to your head and said, who's going further, the Saints or the Rams, I think you're taking the the Saints. Yeah, of course. if if Drew Brees is out more than hey, you know, look, he has, the Rams have been to a Super Bowl. We don't know when he's coming back. They can say he's come back in three or four weeks, but we do not know when he's coming back with eleven cracked ribs and a punctured lung. Well, you want to go down that road again? Remember Seattle, Teddy Bridgewater, Saints. Who, well, who winning regular season games is with with Teddy Bridgewater is way different than winning a playoff game with Taysom Hill. Uh, oh, ho, ho. Uh, also, I will say too that don't disrespect Taysom Hill. After the Rams have been to year. a Super Bowl sooner. <laughs> More recently than the Saints, even with a healthy Drew Brees. And what did they they did the same thing in the Super Bowl that we did? It took them forever to get into the stadium and they didn't pay attention once they got in there. <laughs> they curled up. And then, then they almost got thrown out by security because they had to go take a picture of Megatron's B hole during you know, the National Anthem flyover. We talked about how Brady has struggled with defenses. I know I still can't believe that I almost didn't get back in the press box. You're like, Brinson, come get me. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know that guy. You should have left the you. press box, bro. What are you doing? No, that was a fun day, a very fun day. Um, uh, but okay. well, I was just going to say real quick, you would think that the, the same teams that give the Buccaneers fits, and I'm going to the Rams right here, which I know we're trying to do, uh, you know, the tough defenses, that's where Jared Goff has been having trouble. If you get pressure on him, he struggles. And so they've played a couple teams where you thought that would happen. They played the Bears earlier this season. They played the Buccaneers, obviously, tonight. Two teams that, you know, get the sacks, they get after the quarterback. And both times, Goff has been on point. They haven't been phased. Sean McFace put together a great game plan. And uh, Brenton, apparently, if he grows some onions and uh, starts going from fourth down once in a while, he'll be, what, top four coach in the NFL? Way better than Doug Peterson, right? I, I love Blake. I love McVeigh. I think he's a great coach. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a Peterson joke. Miami, Ohio. He is, he's conservative, though. He, he's just not aggressive. He is, he is good-looking, young, and innovative offensively. So we're like, he's so aggressive and crazy. Like he'll, he'll do anything. He's not, he is super conservative and, it, and people don't realize it, but he is super conservative. Having said that, I think that the right now for me, I mean, I would take, I would take the saints if I had to, because you know, gun to my head, I'm taking, I'm taking the saints. I don't think the Rams are far behind. And yeah, here's the trap that you fall into, or maybe I fall into and you guys are, are immune to it. The Rams, two good games. And then, they have a game like they had against the Dolphins, and then you just can't explain it away. Well, that's we, my concern. Well, we the now Saints know the Dolphins have a pretty good defense. No, they don't have a good defense. They got steamrolled by the the uh, they play the Broncos. Oh, they, they didn't give up like forty points or anything. Their defense is good. The the, the Rams, I think. Remember, they lost to the Bron- They lost to the um, the Dolphins and went into their bye. Came out of the bye and and locked down Seattle, and just I mean, I don't want to say they locked down Tom Brady and the Bucks, but I mean. They, they, I, I'm not willing to say they locked down Seattle. Just that Seattle's defense is. Seattle scored dude. 16 points, man. 
Yes, because Russell Wilson was running for his life because the defense uh, locked gave him up. down. No, no, no. The Seahawks defense just rolled over. All right. See, here's my thing with LA. Their defense is really good. Yeah, the Seahawks yes. have scored 28 or more points in, in every other game they've played, and the Rams held them to 16. I mean, that's and uh, think about what think about how this Rams team matches up defensively with some other teams in the NFC. Because they have Jalen Ramsey, who's playing at a really high level. Now, Mike Evans, I don't know. I want to say Mike Evans, I don't think he got the better of him. I think Jalen Ramsey won that battle, right? Is that fair to say? Evans, yeah, sure nine targets, that. five catches, 49 yards, and a beastie touchdown. And one of those one of catches ca- shouldn't have counted. One of the catches, right. was the Should have been four catches, 41 yards, and a, and a big-time score. Uh, some questionable pass interference calls. All, all I'm saying is that what we've seen them do is put – uh, Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, put him on Mike Evans. You can lock down a number one receiver and then you can unleash Aaron Donald and their other cornerbacks are playing really well too. And you start to look around at the NFC, Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins, Green Bay with Devontae Adams, New Orleans with Michael Thomas. And I know that they have other weapons on those teams, but the Green, the, the, Green Bay doesn't. <laughs> Aaron, I mean, Aaron Jones and Alvin Kamara is my point, but they... These are teams with alpha receivers. I'm sort of wondering if the Rams aren't perfectly built to slow down all these offenses. And then it just comes down to, can they run? Can Jared Goff execute? Can Sean McVay cook up enough for Jared Goff to work with? And I think the answer is yes. We saw it tonight. Like They have the weapons. It, you have to get red hot with Sean McVay. Fingers crossed Jared Goff doesn't make a mistake. That's, I, th- that's I think it. they can do I think they it's, can do that. It's, it's like your Dalvin Cook argument. It has to be perfect. You have to eye the, you have to thread the needle because, and look, uh, Russell Wilson played his worst game in 10 years. That defense, the Seahawks defense, did, didn't even show up, and they haven't shown up at all this season up to that point, and they showed up less than, 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 than previous to that. And, yeah, the, they, the, the Rams took advantage of that, but Russ ain't playing that bad again. There's every chance that um, Jerry Gawk was there and throws two interceptions. No, I'll take the Rams or the Seahawks all day. All Yeesh. day. All day. They've dominated that series. I mean, they, they, they've owned the all Seahawks. Right. All right. Well, I own both of you. Cue it up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with my guy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> that was my accident. I can't believe that was sitting there. <laughs> oh, you, you, you fell last back into that one. That was awesome. That was, that's worse than the, uh, that oh, Randy clip. What's Randy's last name? Randy Bullock. Randy Bullock. Well played. That Randy. Okay, uh, we are at 35 minutes. Let's get out of here. We'll get yelled Wait, what at. What do we this. think the Rams' final record is going to be? What What's the rest of it? The schedule. They're seven and three. They've got the 49ers, Cardinals, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks, Cardinals. Two games against the Cardinals. I, I think they'll sweep the Cardinals. Oh, think they sweep the Cardinals? I think they're going to obliterate the Cardinals both times. How about that? You were just all over the Cardinals before their last loss. I, I know, but I think this. I think this defense is a bad, bad matchup for Kyler Murray and. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. All right. And yeah, the, 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 the Cardinals, I, I think the Rams can run on Arizona. Do we know anything about Kyler's shoulder? I've heard, I've heard nothing since. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury said they were going to test it out on Tuesday. Okay. So when people are listening to this, we might finally get a Kyler Murray shoulder. Up. I think there's a decent chance the Rams run the table. They're not. I don't think they're going to. They're not going to beat the Cardinals. I don't think that's crazy. I think, yeah, I think Uh five and one is if I was betting and I had to pick like four and two, five and one, three and three, six and I'd probably bet five and one. 
So I think they're probably 11 and or 12 and four. They're not going 12 and four. You know, Whoa, Wilson, what do you hate? Why do you hate the Rams? Yeah, Is it because you Rams? hate Miami of Ohio because they have more super winning coaches than William and Mary? I mean, they can easily uh, go 11 and uh, five. Petty. That's not crazy. Are the Saints get- are the Saints falling back to eleven and five and the Rams catch? What's the? Who did the Saints play this week? I don't Saints are the Broncos, the Falcons, Eagles, Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. I will say that I am sleeping on Drew Brees just magically getting healthy. So I don't know what's going on there. I'm I'm working from the assumption that he's going to be back and playing at the same level he was. That very well may not be the case. And the fact that they didn't even think about putting Jameis out there is some cause for concern. So. The NFC is sort of suddenly wide open. I'm not putting the Rams number one. I'm putting the Packers, Seahawks, Rams, and Saints will be the question mark, although they're number one if Drew Brees is 100%. I think the Rams would stomp the Packers. Go back and watch that Dolphins game and just try to figure out what in the hell happened. Why, why would a team that's so good play so poorly? Because they had to make the longest flight that you can make in the NFL. It was at 10 a.m. Pacific Second time. August, but- wait, they did, wait, they flew to Seattle and then flew to L.A.? <laughs> flew to, flew to Miami. No, they flew from L.A. to Miami. Yeah. It's the equator. The equator's wide, man. Oh, Seattle's up. curves more. Are you you're a flat the, earther? Jeez, you're Ryan. The, you're the guy who writes this story. You're flat earth. I can't believe you thought you'd sneak that by us. That's, I know. That's, Get out of here. <laughs> and like the thousands of podcast listeners out there, you're like just trying to lie to them. Fake news. Um, the Dolphins game is bad. There's no excusing it. It was terrible. And look, you can have stinkers because as, as Brady But their defense, out, the, 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 the Dolphins didn't do anything on, on offense against them. No, the Rams defense. The, the Rams defense is one of the is the best in football. No, let's see. I, I, let me double check with what what. I like uh, the Colts. The Colts. The Steelers are playing okay. Let's see where the Rams are according to football. Outsiders. Seattle is four hundred more miles to Miami than Los Angeles. So you lied. That's a, the uh, the Rams. Well, yeah. What are you, defense? Steve Levy? He's like, you know, uh, from uh, just around here, Jacksonville. It's like, what? They're in Tampa. What are you talking? I was banking on the fact that your guys' geography skills were like yeah. second grade level. No, my I, my geography skills are pretty good for an American. Uh, <laughs> the, the Rams rank eighth according to Defense DVOA behind. See, here's the thing, and, and I love football outsiders, and I know we all do. Tampa Bay's defense is ranked first. They don't. Every time I watch them, they don't look like a number one ranked defense. So yeah. I know it's based on value per play, and you compare that play to every other play. Then blah blah blah. blah but well, I think they've fallen off a cliff. Uh, for, like the last month hasn't been great for them. It feels well, like since Vita Vea got hurt. That yeah, that's a that's, I mean, that's a, good a pretty big P. I mean, he's soaking up you know blockers, and they're so Rams are top ten against the pass, and they're twelfth against the run coming into this game. So I mean, they're a top ten unit, and they're they seem to be playing better than that. They're going they're. Arrows well, pointing up as they, yeah, but as you they look say. at tonight. I thought the Buccaneers defense played well enough to win. You know, Tom Brady set up yeah, the Rams with an easy true. touchdown on his first interception. Yeah, and they had two picks. A gift. That's right. I, well, I will also say that the the Buccaneers defense. I, I don't think the Buccaneers coaching has been great the last month. Um, the offensive play calling with Byron Leftwich and whatever he and Bruce Arians are working with hasn't hasn't been fantastic. What and was the Buccaneers game they played where Todd Bowles refused to play man coverage and they just got eviscerated? It was the Saints game. They got destroyed. Oh, the Saints game. But Bruce what, Arians yeah, came, it was Bruce's idea, Bruce, or Arians idea. He came out afterwards and said, he's like, we were going to play zone. We wanted to get home with four. It's like, what, what are you doing? You know what's funny? I don't know if he had any say in the, in the game planning back in the day, but when the Steelers would play Tom Brady, they would play zone, and he would do exactly what Drew Brees did to them. Uh, a few weeks ago, and every Steelers fan would go, "What? Do we, just if you get beat playing man to man, that's fine. At least you tried. Don't just stand there like eight statues and let them pick you apart." Well, but they played zone for three quarters of the night on Monday night. They were playing oh, zone 
And 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 Sean McVay knew that's what they were going to do, and he cooked up a bunch of zone beaters, and he just had Cooper Cup and and Robert Woods running wide open for easy looks, and and I mean, that's that's a problem. They they adjusted a little bit and got and that's they went to they went to more man later, and that helped them. But I mean, it, they have physical young corners. That's a weird that they don't do more of that. It is very weird. Okay, this podcast is approaching forty five minutes. Frank Stanfield has to edit it. He can't we love yell Frank. at us. Frank's, Frank's great. How do you know Frank? And I have to put the turkey in the oven. <laughs> that a euphemism? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey business. Oh, we missed! <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>